How many calories do you burn in a day? Today, I'm going to break it down for you. Welcome to the Best You Podcast. My name is Nick Carrier, and I'm an entrepreneur and fitness trainer who has coached over 500 people through my program, The 10-Week Transformation. As an athlete in high school, fitness was always just a part of my life. But when I no longer played sports, I had to learn how to more seamlessly integrate health and fitness into my everyday life. The Best You Podcast is going to make it so exercising and eating healthy isn't something that you just try to do. It just becomes a part of who you are. Today, I'm really excited to talk about how many calories do you burn in a day? I'm here to explain energy out and how many calories you actually burn because there's a lot of things, a lot of people who have no idea about the different factors that go into how many calories you burn. Obviously, people know exercise, but there are four different components that I'm going to break down for you today and I'm going to define them. I'm going to tell you how much of a factor they are and I'm also going to talk to you about how you can actually manipulate those numbers so they're working for you because if you're wanting to lose body fat, then you need to learn how to maybe burn a few more calories. It's not necessarily just about eating less. There's maybe a balance of both for a lot of us. And so today I'm going to talk about how metabolism works and how you can make it work for you so that you're making decisions that are smarter and not necessarily harder. So again, I'm going to talk about four components of the things that make up how many calories you burn on a daily basis. The first phrase that I'm going to define for you guys is total daily energy expenditure or T-D-E-E. This is simply an acronym that stands for the total amount of energy that someone burns in any given day. Now, before I dive into each of the four components, if you're a note taker when you listen to this podcast, this is very much a note taking episode because there's going to be some definition, there's going to be terms, there's going to be acronyms, there's going to be definitions, there's going to be some numbers and percentages. So if you're a note taker, then I would highly recommend that you pull out the notes section of your phone or you pull out pen and paper or wherever it is that you take notes. So the four different things that account for your overall caloric burn on a daily basis. Number one is your basal metabolic rate or your BMR. This is simply how many calories that your body would burn at rest. This is simply things like breathing and maintaining the in, your internal body temperature, the work that your body does to maintain its internal body temperature. And your BMR accounts for anywhere between 60 to 70% of your total daily energy expenditure. The second one is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, otherwise known as NEAT, N-E-A-T. This is things like walking, playing with your kids, going up and down stairs, fidgeting, doing the laundry, etc. All of that play into your NEAT. Number three is your exercise activity thermogenesis, E-A-T. This is your planned exercise. This is think of going on a run, strength training, cycle class, yoga class, etc. Your EAT accounts for anywhere between 15 to 30% of your total daily energy expenditure. Fourth and finally is your thermic effect of food. That's TEF. When you eat, your body needs to break down that food that you eat, right? It needs to break it down, assimilate it, absorb it. And your thermic effect of food is how many calories your body burns when actually going through that process. And the thermic effect of food accounts for anywhere between 8 and 15% of your total daily energy expenditure. Now, all of those percentages that I've thrown out were taken from the Journal of the International Society of Sports Nutrition, and I'll provide a link in the show notes to that exact to the, that exact graphic where you can see all those numbers. But on the internet, there's all kinds of different numbers 
that people throw out, but generally speaking, that is the breakdown. BMR has is by far the biggest percentage. Then it will go to NEAT. Then it will go to exercise activity. Then it will go to thermic effective food. And the reality of the situation is, it's it's on a person by person person by person basis. These percentages, depending on their size, depending on their activity levels, depending on a lot of different things, what they're eating, and so on and so forth. But those are some good numbers to go off of. So if I had to break it, give you an example, let's say somebody burns 2,000 calories in a day. A rough estimate of the percentage of those calories might be 1,200 of which are from BMR, 400 from NEAT, 300 from your exercise, and 100 from your thermic effective food. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of where your calories are being burned from on a daily basis. And again, all four of these are modifiable, but they're also very hard to get an exact number on. Like it is nearly impossible to figure out exactly how many calories you burn, even on your exercise activity. Even if you have a wearable piece of technology, those are very often not accurate. I mean, some things show on the internet where those are anywhere from like 20 to 80% inaccuracy. And so you can't necessarily exactly rely on how many calories that is telling you it is burning. It's very hard to come up with the number of calories that you're burning for each of these four categories. So keep in mind that as well. But I want to talk about each of them individually and how you might be able to modify that number so that you can increase the number of calories that you're burning on a daily and weekly basis. So let's start with that first one, your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, because it is adaptable. And when it does adapt, it's called metabolic adaptation. This is when your body actually changes the amount of calories that it needs to function on, on a daily basis. So if your body becomes, let's say your body becomes more efficient at burning calories. I know efficiency sometimes is always used as a good word, but not necessarily in this case, because if your body becomes more efficient at burning calories, that means that your body needs less calories to operate. Therefore, your BMR goes down. And this can actually happen. If you're constantly dieting, if you're constantly in a caloric deficit, then your body is going to realize that it's not getting as many calories as it used to. So it finds a way to operate on those less calories by holding on to more energy as best as it can so that it doesn't run out of energy over time. So like an example of this might be if somebody burns 1500 calories while at rest on a regular basis, but over time, they're consistently eating maybe 1,000, 1,200, 1,300 calories on a daily basis. Their body might actually adapt to the point where they might only be burning 1,200 calories at rest rather than 1,500. And again, this can, number can also go down if your body weight drops. Because if you are less of a human being, meaning that you have less pounds, then to do everything, your body requires less energy to complete those tasks. So your BMR can actually go up too. So we talked about the ways that it can go down, but your BMR can actually go up too. For example, if you increase your body weight, now I know most of you guys listening to this don't really want to increase your body fat, but you might want to be increasing your muscle and muscle actually burns a hell of a lot of energy. And if you have more muscle, then you're going to be burning more calories at rest. So again, your BMR can be influenced by, it can decrease if you're constantly in a diet phase it can increase if you have more muscle. Those are just examples, but generally speaking, those are a couple of things to keep top of mind. Next is your NEAT. This is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Now, some people refer to NEAT as just things like fidgeting or moving around your house and basic movements like that, but I personally like to refer it 
to anything that is not a planned workout, like not a planned run or strength training session or fitness class. And that could mean walking outside, walking into the grocery store, going upstairs. That could mean walking to play golf. Because if you're sitting on your butt for hours on end at work, your neat is going to be pretty low. But if you're moving around a lot, going up and down stairs, going for walks after meals, parking in the back of parking lots, etc., then your neat has the ability to go up and you're going to be more, burning more calories on a regular basis. Now, this is a very ballpark estimate, but it's estimated that a one-hour walk can burn anywhere from 200 to 350 calories, depending on your pace, depending on your body size and everything like that. But think of your neat as non-planned exercise, walking, walking into the grocery store, going up and down stairs, doing chores around the house, things like that. Next is your EAT. This is your exercise activity thermogenesis. Honestly, I think the biggest misunderstanding that people have when it comes to weight loss and and fitness and everything like that is they overestimate the importance of exercise as it relates to burning calories. Now, obviously, I'm a fitness trainer. I believe that exercise is super, super important, and it's important when it comes to your metabolism, but often people overestimate the importance of exercise as it relates to burning calories. As previously stated, your EAT only really accounts for maybe 15 to 30% of your daily caloric expenditure. And some people say it only accounts for five to 10%. Again, it all depends on how much planned exercise that you're actually doing that day and how hard you might be pushing yourself. And there's a few other things I want you to keep top of mind. If you compare different types of exercises, uh, different styles of exercising, I should say, and the amount of calories burned with them, like the amount of calories burned during the different styles of exercise, you would be surprised by how maybe little of a difference it sometimes makes. So personally, if I might do a one hour cardio focused workout, I might be burning around 600 calories, give or take. But if I do a one hour strength training focused workout, I might be burning 400 calories, give or take. And so it's really only a 200 calorie difference from just exercise and from a caloric burn basis across the entire day and across the weeks, then it doesn't necessarily make up that big of a difference in calories. So keeping that top of mind, I think is really important. But also what I said in BMR, you want to consider the fact that when you build more muscle, your BMR, your basal metabolic rate has the ability to go up. So while doing cardio might burn more calories in the moment, building muscle allows you to burn calories at rest in the future. And so that's the way that I like to kind of break down the difference between cardio and strength training when it comes to metabolism and when it comes to caloric burn. Last category is the thermic effect of food. This is the amount of energy that your body burns when digesting, absorbing, and metabolizing the food that you eat. Now, the thermic effect of food is measured as a percentage of the energy that's provided by the food that you eat. So the thermic effect of food is different for each of the three different macronutrients. Fat, for example, has a thermic effect of food of anywhere between 0 and 5%. Carbohydrates have a thermic effect of food of anywhere between 5 and 15%. Protein is anywhere from 20 to 30%. So what does that mean? That means if you eat 100 calories of fat, then you might burn 0 to 5 calories afterwards digesting and absorbing it. Same thing, 100 calories of carbohydrates, you might burn anywhere from 5 to 15% digesting it. For protein, if you eat 100 calories, you might burn up to 20 to 30% digesting and absorbing it and metabolizing it. Again, that's not necessarily an exact science. It depends on the kind of protein that you eat and how in in your individual body and your individual metabolism. But those are some ways that an easy way that you can go about thinking about it. 
So protein has a much higher thermic effect of food, meaning your body is burning more calories when you're digesting it. And so if you want to increase the thermic effect of food that you get on a daily basis, then you can increase the amount of protein that you eat. So to try to make it as simple as possible to summarize those four, the four factors of the total daily energy expenditure, think about your basal metabolic rate. That's how much your body burns at rest. You will burn more at rest if you have more muscle mass. Number two, your NEAT. This is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. You can increase that by just simply being more active throughout the day by going on more walks, packing, parking in the back of parking lots, using the stairs, not the elevator. Number three, your exercise activity thermogenesis. You just will simply increase that by exercising more regularly or exercising at a higher intensity. Fourth and finally is your thermic effect of food and you can increase that by eating more protein. But remember, each of these influence the other so they don't happen in a vacuum. You don't want to just exercise more regularly and do a bunch of cardio, 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 cardio and have absolutely no muscle. Therefore, your basal metabolic rate goes down because that's even the most important component or the largest component when it comes to daily calorie burn. So they don't happen in a vacuum. They all interact with each other as well. And so to simplify it, the best way to boost your metabolism is by prioritizing protein, building muscle, living a more active lifestyle throughout the day, and adding in the appropriate dosage of cardio and strength training based on whatever your goals are. The thing that I'll finish with today is that generally speaking, the science that says to lose one pound you have to be in a, ca a caloric deficit of 3,500 calories. Now, I'm not the type of person that says a calorie is a calorie because 100 calories of a brownie and 100 calories of blueberries is nowhere near the same in how it impacts your inner biology. But let me just, that's a whole conversation for a different podcast. But let's just stay on the fact that about 3,500 calorie deficit can oftentimes lead to one pound of weight loss. That means 500 calorie deficit for seven days would lead you theoretically to one pound of weight loss. So if we're thinking 500 calories in seven days, think about, okay, I'm just going to decrease a snack here. I'm going to go on an extra 45 minute walk here. I'm going to make sure I prioritize protein here. I'm going to make sure that I don't have a huge plate of seconds during this meal. All of these things can factor into summing up to that 500 calorie deficit on a regular basis. So while maybe not individually, any one of these four factors can allow you to complete your weight loss journey or your health journey. Each of them combine and can play off of each other so that over time you can see the results that you wanted to see. So make smart decisions so that your body can work for you rather than against you. And remember, if you want to start 2024 in complete control of your health, then sign up for the January 22nd 10-week transformation so you can look and feel like the best version of you in 10 weeks. All you have to do is go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT to sign up today. We're going to go from January 22nd to March 28th. You can sign up virtually or for an in-person group in Nashville. For 10 straight weeks, I will hold you accountable to the habits that you want to be able to maintain so you can make living a healthy lifestyle simple. Go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT to sign up today. Make sure that you're aware of how you burn calories throughout the day. You're aware of how your metabolism works so you can make the decisions that work for you, not against you, that you can make smarter decisions, not harder decisions, so that you can look and feel like your best you. <laughs>